Hey, it's Amber. Before we start this week's episode, I just want to let you know that you may want to stick around to the very end of the episode. I'm going to tell you about something new from Time of Grace that I think you're going to want to hear about. Today's episode is called You Belong Here. In case Satan has been planting any seeds in your mind that maybe you don't actually belong in the kingdom, or maybe you don't belong in your church, or maybe your Christian friends aren't all that caring or interested in you, I just want to assure you that you absolutely belong in God's family. And I'm going to give you three assurances to make sure that you believe that. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson, wife, mother, worrier, overthinker, type A, holding on to God and his promises to get me through the day. Thanks for joining me to explore everyday issues from a biblical perspective so we can all know and love God more. Back in October, I did a podcast that was called Change the Narrative, and it really dealt with this whole idea of dealing with the thoughts that come into your mind, taking every thought captive, as the Apostle Paul said. And it was based on um, Louis Giglio's sermon that was called Winning the Battle of the Mind. Let me tell you, It's so funny how you can think you've got that all under control, and then Satan plants another seed. And if you are not totally on top of this, doing what you need to do to, again, take every thought captive, then these seeds can really cause craziness in your life. And that's exactly what happened to me. So Louis Giglio would tell you that you have to identify the thoughts that come into your mind and then hold them up against the word of God. If it doesn't match with the word of God, then you kick it out. You say, no, you don't belong here. Don't pitch a tent here. Don't grab a cup of coffee. You're not going to stay here. You do not belong in my head because I'm a child of God. And this is not congruent with the word of God. Well, I don't know, somewhere a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, I started having these thoughts that, you know, I don't really belong anywhere. I just don't fit in. And I started singing this song from my late teens, early young adult years. And um, the whole refrain, you know, says, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. And um, it just again, it was like the seed that kept burrowing, you know, it just went deeper and deeper. And why I allowed it to get in my head is beyond me. Why I didn't take care of it immediately is beyond me. I want to tell you that it it just festered. And I can just see Satan and, you know, his little army watering it and cultivating it and fertilizing it. And it all came to a head a couple days ago when I was in a Bible study. So I was invited to do a Bible study with a group of women that I have studied with before. And thank God I said yes, because you know, you can always find reasons to say no. I'm a little busy. I'm trying to get some projects done. I don't know if I have time. That's not a super convenient time for me to meet. You know, there's all these things, all these reasons to not be in the word, right? And so I was kind of going back and forth in my mind, like, oh, I don't know. Thank God I said yes. Okay, because this is a group of super mature women, spiritually uh, minded, spiritually mature, just 
fabulous women, super encouraging. And so we had this Zoom study. And our first Zoom study was everybody introducing themselves. And as we went around, I absolutely felt like, again, I don't belong here. Everybody had, you know, either a degree in something like this master's degree in something super important, or they were doing all this community work, or they were, you know, had this position and title that was unbelievable. And, you know, I I sort of was like, when they came to me, I'm like, um, I teach the Bible and, you know, I, I love my family and I love God and (laughs) that's kind of about it. I don't know. So after the study, I just reached out to the teacher and I thanked her for teaching. And I said, I I think I need to be here. Clearly I need to be here. And she said, yes, we all do Amber. It's not just you, you know, I need to be here too. And then I sent my little SOS and I said, you know, I have to say, I I feel really, you know, not very worthy when I'm among all these super accomplished women. And again, the spiritually mature woman knew exactly how to handle it. And she said, you know, Amber, we're all important. We're all valuable in the kingdom. We all are called and we all have gifts and we all have purpose. And then she added this little private individual note that she was grateful that I was studying the Bible with her and that I have been a blessing to her in her life. And let me tell you, that seed that had been planted and watered and cultivated and fertilized, it was plucked out in that moment right there. One godly Christian saying to me, you're part of the kingdom. You belong. You have a unique gift that God wants to use. God has called you and he he has prepared you and he has purposed you for something. And by the way, I need you. That was it. That was it. Seed gone. And then I knew I could see it and recognize it for what it was, which was a lie. It was a lie meant to disrupt me, meant to get me off track. And so I want to, number one, if you are struggling at all, wondering where you belong, struggling, feeling like you don't fit in, like you're unqualified, let me just give you the first reason that you belong in God's kingdom. Because he wants you to be saved. And we can be absolutely positively sure of this. Because when Paul, the apostle Paul was writing to Timothy, he said, God our Savior wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. So if you are a person, if you are listening to this, you are included in who God wants saved. You're here. That's awesome. Because you know what? The world is going to tell you a million things. There are so many reasons that you don't belong different places. 
You might not have the right gender. You might not have the right skin color. You might not be the right age. You might not be pretty enough. You might not have enough money. You might not have enough intelligence. You might not be able to get into this college. You might not be qualified for that job. There are so many ways that the world tells us you don't belong. That's not how it is in God's kingdom. I have brought up the TV series, um, The Chosen, before, and I mentioned in a different podcast, a different episode, that there were some issues with it that, you know, you might want to look into. I'm not I'm not putting my stamp of approval on everything that is said in The Chosen or um, everything that has been done. But I have to say one thing that they do brilliantly, and that is maybe the most amazing thing to me, is they show how Jesus called people who the Jewish leaders and even the Romans would would look down on. Like these are people that, you know, Normal people wouldn't have thought that these people were worthy to be called by God. So the first episode of The Chosen showed us Mary Magdalene and God, um, Jesus coming to her and driving out the demons and that she followed him after that. Um, When Peter was called, you know, we see Peter on this boat. He had fished all night and Jesus came and used his boat to talk to the people. And then he said, you know, put your net down and and catch some fish. And Peter argued a little bit. And when he caught the fish, he went and fell at Jesus' feet. And he said, "I'm, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus' response was, follow me. You know, Jesus doesn't say, hey, clean up your life fix your brokenness, lose the weight, break the habit, get things done. Maybe someday you'll be worthy. He says, follow me. He says, I want you. And then in the chosen, when Jesus calls Matthew, you see Peter's kind of put off a little bit. He's like, whoa, hold on. A tax collector? Are you kidding me? Do you know who this guy is? And Jesus basically said to Peter, look, I called you, right? And Peter said, well, yeah, but that's that's different. And isn't that how we even do things in the Christian church sometimes? Sometimes if we're not careful, man, we know we're not worthy. But the second we get inside the door, we look at someone else and we go, oh, but that person, they're really not worthy. I mean, I thought I wasn't worthy, but that person... They're really not worthy. No, no, Jesus doesn't say that. And if Jesus doesn't say that, then we better not either. And we need to make sure that we understand that we are part of that all people that Jesus saved and we belong in God's kingdom, which brings us to my second assurance. We'll be back with this episode in just a minute. But first, I want to pass along something that might help your faith journey. What if mothers in the Bible could give you advice to help you on your parenting journey? That's the premise for my book of Bible studies titled Bible Moms, Life Lessons from Mothers in the Bible. Former Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary President Armin Panning reviewed Bible Moms and had this to say about it. 
Quote, with the book written for women, I was obviously not the intended audience, but I found the volume very edifying nonetheless. I have no doubt it should prove even more instructive and encouraging for the intended readership. Unquote. During COVID, my Bible studies via Zoom kept me going. This book is perfect for a mom's group and our featured resource this month. Older women, this would be a perfect time to get a mom's group together and share your insight and encouragement with moms who are in the trenches right now. For more information, go to amberlbswenson.com. Back to today's episode. Nothing can disqualify you from being in God's kingdom except for rejecting it. You can say to God, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't believe in you. I'm not going to have any part of you. That's fine. I mean, you can disqualify yourself by rejecting the gospel and rejecting the fact that Jesus was the son of God. But Jesus isn't disqualifying you. And we know that because all throughout the word, we see people who would have disqualified themselves through their actions, but they didn't. Moses killed someone. He was a murderer. And yet God used him to lead his people. David committed adultery and murdered someone. And yet God still used him. He used him in many ways before he had this episode of adultery and murder. And afterwards, he still, David planned the temple. He made the plans. He did the fundraising for the temple. Judah, Jesus came from the line of Judah. And yet Judah slept with his daughter-in-law thinking she was a prostitute. That's messed up. But you know what? A lot of our families are pretty messed up. The Apostle Paul was persecuting the Christian church. He was killing Christians, and he went on to be used mightily by God. Simon betrayed Jesus. He had followed him for three years, and yet, when it came down to it, he betrayed even, I'm sorry, not betrayed, he denied even knowing Jesus. So, you know, God still used Simon in huge ways after Pentecost. He became a solid rock. He became Peter. And he told anyone and any everyone who would listen that Jesus was the Christ and that he had done amazing things and he was the way to heaven. So thank God that he doesn't just use the super accomplished, the super faithful, the super talented, the super beautiful, because you know what? That would disqualify most of us. The truth is, the Apostle Paul said, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Listen, we do a good job sometimes in the church and even as Christians living in community uh, communities and living on uh, online communities, we do a pretty good job of putting each other down. We do a pretty excellent job of condemning. Sometimes you can barely open your mouth and someone is jumping on you and saying, no, that's not right. Let's not do that. Let's not disqualify people that God didn't disqualify. Look, There are times 
and ways that we do disqualify ourselves from service in God's kingdom. So if we're stuck in a sin, then, you know, for a season, we may be disqualified from serving, from ministering in God's kingdom. That doesn't mean that we're disqualified from being part of God's family. David was forgiven. Moses was forgiven. The apostle Paul was forgiven. Simon, Peter, after denying that he knew Jesus, Jesus went back to him and reinstated him. So there may be a time that we are disqualified from serving or leading in the kingdom if we are caught up in a sin, but we're not disqualified from being part of God's family. And our sin doesn't disqualify us from being forgiven by Jesus. So that's huge. And number three, All of us need encouragement. Just as my friend and Bible study leader sent that text encouraging me, we all need encouragement. The writer of the Hebrews said, encourage one another daily. And you might think that's a little crazy. I mean, that seems kind of overkill, right? No, it is not. We live in a hard world. Um, Sin devil, all the things that we're dealing with, these things are battling for our souls. So we need to be on the lookout. We need to be on the lookout for people that we can encourage. And honestly, that's one of the main reasons that I stay on social media. And I try to go through it in the morning. I try to go through it in, in the evening, just sort of quickly to make sure that if there's somebody, you know, someone who's been injured or family member has died, or someone going through something and they put it on there, I want to be sure to encourage them and I want to be sure to pray for them. And that's how I'm, you know, kind of kept in the loop with what's going on in their life. We have to all keep our eyes open all throughout the day for people to encourage. And when you hear that SOS, like my friend did, who had the Holy Spirit in her going, hey, don't blow off this text. I think she needs a little something more. Take advantage of those opportunities to encourage someone and make sure that they know, no, you do belong in the family of God. God came for you. Jesus came and died for you. He loves you. He wants you to be with him forever in heaven. So do not think for one minute that you don't belong in the kingdom. God loves you. And there's a whole lot of Christians who will love you too. Don't get discouraged. Don't feel that you have done something that's disqualified you. And by all means, remember that Jesus died for everyone and he wants you to be saved too. This has been Little Things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. I cannot wait to introduce you to Time of Grace's latest podcast. It's called The Non-Microwave Truth, and I loved it. As you know, if you've listened to me any amount of time, I love to listen to podcasts and sermons while exercising or cooking, and I listened to the first three episodes in one sitting. Let me just tell you a little bit about C.L. Whiteside, the voice behind The Non-Microwave Truth. 
He's an educator and mentor who works with young people, and he wants to continue impacting the lives of young people with the gospel by reaching even more people. If you give it a shot, I think you'll be impressed with the way he engages young people and and tries to make them think about what's going on and even how important the things that irritate them may or may not be. Do yourself a favor and check out the non-microwave truth wherever you listen to podcasts.